Hello, hello. Thanks for listening to Guidance Counselor 2.0. Listen, I want to give you a quick rundown of what this podcast is and what you're about to get into as you listen to these episodes. We had guidance counselors in middle school. We had guidance counselors in high school, but we didn't really have guidance counselors in college. And now as professionals, we don't really have anybody to turn to, to ask a quick question, to learn something about the job search or to navigate your career. And so that is what I want this podcast to be for you. I want it for it to be a tool for you to navigate the job search and your career. So that being said, I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you need to reach me, social media at T-D-E-S-S-E-Y-N. And finally, please rate and review this in the app store because I want this to be discoverable for others so they can navigate their careers. Hope you enjoy the episode. All righty, all righty. What's going on, y'all? Happy Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Uh, I am thrilled. Uh, You're probably like, Taylor, you're always thrilled. I am. I am. I'm always thrilled because uh, I have some amazing guests on the show. And uh, this is no different. So, Roselle, thank you again for hanging out with me this morning. I appreciate it. Thanks for saying yes. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So, so funny little story. For those of you tuning in, say hey. I'd love to hear from you. Hey. As always, this is a networking platform. Um, this is a live show, a networking platform, a meetup, a time to pick people's brains. So, uh, but again, we're not in the metaverse yet. Um, so, so you, you got to drop in and say, Hey, um, I'm, I'm waiting for, uh, let's see. All right. We're, we just got the notification. We're live on YouTube. So LinkedIn should not be too far behind. Um, all right, sweet. Mr. Ricardo, Mr. Consistent. I love it. Marcus, it's good to see you. Um, but keep saying, Hey, so, uh, was, was really funny. So I talk about sliding the DMS a lot. Right. And, and, and Roselle, uh, she messaged me the other day. She goes, Hey, I want to be on your show. And I've admired Roselle for a long time. Um, because of the way the Twitter algorithm works, I think Twitter has gotten better. I don't know about you, Rizal. I think my my for you page is a little bit better now than it oh, was. Oh yeah, I used to hate it at first. Yeah, I, I used to hate it. Me. They've switched it, and to be honest with you, like it was so funny, Rizal. I had a render. Yeah. Uh, this one girl came up to me. I was like, Oh my gosh, I followed you for a long time. She goes, No way. I said, Yeah. I went on Twitter that night. I was like, Shit. I don't follow her, but the algorithm's so good. I thought I followed her the whole time. So I followed her. Me, I'm like, she thinks I was like lying to her just to like make friends. But all that being said, I admired Rizelle for a long time on Twitter. She popped up on my algorithm for you page, whatever you want to call it. And uh, she's got a lot of great thoughts. So I'm really excited about today's episode. We're going to dive into a lot of great things. And then today's all things DevRel. Um, I think DevRel for me, at least as an outsider, is kind of this like, what is it? How do you get in it? Like, I don't think there's enough conversations around it. So today we're going to be talking about that. Um, do want to give some shout outs real quick to, um, let's see here. I want to give a shout out to my uh, coffee sponsor, that conference, that conference, my boy, Clark sell. Um, uh, I am very fortunate to be keynoting that conference next Ooh. month in Wisconsin. Yes. My very first keynote Clark's taking a chance on me. Thank you, Clark. But he also is the only, the only, uh, tech conference out there that has their own brand of coffee beans. I'm a big coffee snob. Um, and they're really, really good. Uh, Clark, this last batch is really good. If you watch this now in the future, this is it right here. If you use the code GC2, you get a few bucks off your bag. But more importantly, go check out what he's doing. It's great. Um, and uh, I love what Clark is trying to uh, trying to create and trying to develop. Um, want to give a shout out to people tuning in. Ricardo, Marcus, James, Erica, Yolanda, uh, Alex, Matt, Angela, Scott, John. It's good to see y'all. Y'all keep commenting and y'all keep asking questions as we dive in. So enough of me running my mouth. Roselle, if you want to give a quick background about who you are, what do you do? And then I'll start peppering you with questions around DevRel. Awesome. Uh, thanks for having me again. Thanks for, for saying yes. 
Um, yeah, I would absolutely. say I'm a professional like DM slider, but I'm also a developer advocate at GitHub. Um, what I do is I kind of help people understand, or I help developers specifically and technologists understand how to best leverage GitHub. A lot of times people think of GitHub as a, just this place where you store code, where like, yes, that is it. But we also have different things like GitHub Copilot, GitHub Code Spaces, um, just other tools that help developers be more productive. Sure. And without sounding like really like market marketing or selly to them, I kind of just show developers like, here's how you can use this product and tool. And then I listen to the developer community about what they're struggling with and what like they don't like. And I'll bring that back to the product team. Yeah, I love yeah. that. What's all right? Let me ask you this before we dive in. <clears throat> okay. What's one of the most cool features about GitHub that most people not do do not know about that you love? And it could be even like tiny, tiny too. It doesn't have to be like one of the main features. I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, I kind of like some of like, they have like some secret keyboard shortcuts. So, I mean, maybe people know about this. I don't know if it's just feels common to me because I work there. But if you're on a repository and you press the period or the dot, it'll okay. open up like a text web editor for you. Okay. Um, that way, yeah. That way you can just like edit code really quick, press save, and then you're good to go. And then also if you press the comma on a repository, it'll open it up in a, a GitHub code space, which is like a full-fledged VS code editor in your browser. There you go. There you yeah. go. Um, all right. So talk about all things DevRel today. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm pulling up my notes. I realized I closed my notebook. Hold on real quick. Oh, no. uh, okay. <laughs> here. So I guess, how did you get into DevRel, right? I think a lot of people, well, first off, what is it? What is yeah. DevRel? And then how did you get in? Let's, let's, let's start there. Yeah. I will describe DevRel as an umbrella of different roles. There's like developer. I think people get confused too, because there's like, different roles and people sometimes use them interchangeably. There's developer advocate, there's like community manager, technical writer, all of these other things. But basically all of our roles are aimed towards helping developers um, understand how to use the product. We're okay. like the bridge between the company and the, the, the developers. And I heard it was created because like, you know, developers don't trust marketers, right? A marketer can say, like, this is the best, fastest, most performant product out there, but, like, they don't code, they don't really understand what a software engineer is going through, so a software engineer is going to be really skeptical. Sure. Um, yeah, so a lot of times we're looking for, we, we look for relevant ways to best show developers how to use the um, tools and, like, empower mm -hmm. them, and then on the flip side, we also try to listen to like the struggles that they're having or the complaints they have and bring that back to the product team and be like, this is actually not serving developers. Here's what we can do. Um, that, makes that makes sense. So, and, and, and for me, one of the common misconceptions, or at least for me, I was like, I was like, y'all, y'all don't code. Right. And every devil I've talked to, they go, I, I probably code more now than maybe ever. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, what in your role, do you, are you hands on the keys a lot? Is it a little bit less coding? Cause I, Again, DevRel kind of varies among all organizations. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I code a little bit less. Okay. But I okay. do get offended when people say I don't code. Sure. Like, <laughs> sure. I've been a software engineer for three years um, before this. So I'm like, I code. Oh, hey, hey, Ian. <laughs> but yeah, I code. and But I code a little bit less. And I think what I'm coding is what it's, what's different. 
Okay. It's like before I was writing code that was going into production um, code bases, right? Like mm -hmm. if I was a software engineer at GitHub, I'd be writing code maybe for GitHub Actions or Code Spaces or Copilot. Instead, I'm using GitHub Actions or Copilot to make example applications or, or demos or something like that that I can insert into blog posts yeah. or into talks or like just in general so people can see, oh, here's how I could use GitHub Actions. I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. You know, one of the questions, I, I want to go back to something you said, yeah. how developers don't trust marketers, right? <laughs> and, and, and I think it's fascinating. So I, I'm, I'm, I love content. I, I love that whole area and producing it. And obviously, obviously, as you know, and I was talking to my buddy who helps me with content, um, uh, Brandon at Brandon 78. And, I, and he and I were chit-chatting the other day, just on the phone about just whatever. And I said, you know what? I said, it's interesting. I said, I think, I think the tech industry got marketing better than actual marketers because Ooh. what they've done is Ooh. they've gone out, they've hired their own yeah. who have the skills of marketers, but they don't call them marketers. Yeah. Like technically, okay, I'm yeah, going to say, say this. DevRel was the original content creators, the original influencers. Okay. Like before influencers were, was a thing, like on like mainstream, you had DevRel teams already. Yeah, that's exactly what y'all are. And so can you just unpack kind of the psyche of developers and, and, and how having a DevRel program or something like a DevRel program is so important? Yeah, actually, I would say that we probably picked up, I have a talk about this. I feel like we picked up tips and tricks from other influencers, like the beauty community where they would just yeah. show themselves putting on, on makeup and stuff like that. Like, I feel like we picked up tricks from there. Um, Yeah. Developers are super suspicious, super logical. Like I could say this because I'm a developer. Yeah, right. We're right. Super yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in it. <laughs> you like, are the person. <laughs> we don't like to hear like any BS, if that makes any sense. 100%. So we want to see it from like a real person's point of view without them just saying like, this is the best. So to be able to show them the, what the quality that they're working with or what they'll be able to expect Things like doing a Twitch stream while coding helps, right? Like you can be like, okay, I'm gonna write a GitHub action, so they can see it in they can see it in action. But yeah, they can see it in real time and be able to be make their own judgment call. So we're not sitting here telling them you need to get this or you need to try this. Instead, Eugene, <laughs> we don't trust nobody. Instead, we're like, here's how this works. Here are the pitfalls, and you can sure. see me doing it in real time, um, sure. so you know that like, I'm not lying to you. I love that. Um, and, and then, I mean, I, I do have to say, I feel like when the, when, the, I don't know, you, you can say we're not in a recession. Let's just call it what it is. Last year, no, when things yeah. started to go south in the tech industry, DevRel got cut a lot. And yeah. so I, I don't know. I, I just feel like that's the wrong way to do things. But I also understand that it's, Listen, I say this witchcraft and wizardry, right? It's marketing. It, it's hard to justify. Maybe, you know, you have you have us going to conferences and creating content. And like, mm -hmm. it, I mean, we're, we're kind of a money suck. I get it. But what would be your plea to companies if they want to cut DevRel first and why they probably should look elsewhere? Ooh, well, I don't like, like, like now's your time to put it on the record, like on the record. <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah. Okay. I will say like, okay, you can build a great product, right? But if nobody knows how to use it and 
nobody knows why they should use it. It's just kind of a waste. And that's where DevRel comes in. We show you how to use it, why to use it. And then we're we're in the know with developer communities, right? We're on Twitter. We know what they like and don't like. We're able to like understand where they're coming from. So we're gonna be like, okay, developers, they're not liking this. Cut this. So we'll, I think in in some way, yes, we're going to conferences, but we're going there to hear what developers want. We're going mm-hmm. there to interact. So it's not a direct return on investment, but we'll make sure that you're staying relevant and actually making money that way. Because if you if you put a lot of energy and time and money into building a product and a tool and nobody's using it, like that's a waste. And you have right. to kind of help to to even that out. I hope that was a great explanation. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. That, and that's and I get it. Right, you got to be a part of the community. You know, uh, and it's again, it's kind of going back to the influence side of things. If you have people who are using your product real time, who can show it, who can be the people. Because, again, people, I say this all the time. People want to buy from people. People don't want to buy from companies. I don't care about GitHub, but I care about you. Right. People, people don't care. Right. Like, like Alan right here. Right. Um, Also, (laughs) by the way, Alan, literally, this is the job I'm looking for. I just DM'd you, but I'm looking for a social lead developer right now, brand marketing version of Devrel. Literally, Alan, sign of my DMs. I don't know why we're not talking. This is exactly what I'm looking for. Um, So, but but again, like it's so, so important. Um, Let's see here. I'm going to look. Scott comes in as someone who worked in tech supply who has an interest in roles that involve Devrel. It sounds like building in public with a pre-established product and documenting that process would be a potential way into similar. So let's talk about this. Scott, great transition. So, uh, Rizal, how did you get into DevRel? How can folks get into DevRel? Because, and, and I think Scott is is definitely onto something here for sure. Yeah, no, he is. Um, first off, I will say I'm very lucky to be at GitHub. It's one of those companies that truly understands the value of DevRel. Like, I'm lucky that I didn't end up somewhere else because I could have. I didn't have like the knowledge of like what I should be looking for. But essentially. I did tech support too. I did help desk. I, I became a software engineer after that. Um, well, I did help desk. And then I saw people coding and I was like, what is that? What's an API? I <laughs> then went to a coding bootcamp because I was just so curious. And then I became a software engineer. And then after that, I liked it, but I missed the experience of like directly helping people. Um, yeah. So I started looking into like, how can I do that? I like started running a nonprofit coding bootcamp and it was fun, but it was, the money wasn't there. So I was like, I want this experience of like helping and teaching and directly interacting with developers, but still getting a chance to code and still getting money. And then I was on Twitter, kept seeing people that had these jobs that I was looking for. And I started applying and finally, um, the de- junior developer advocate job on GitHub or for GitHub popped up on Twitter and I applied uh, through that. And I think Scott's right. Like build in public. I didn't, I didn't do much of that. I think I was lucky, right? Like I think a lot of people had this like big portfolio of like blog posts and different like talks and stuff like that. I really didn't get a chance to do that. I probably had two blog posts, but because I applied for this junior developer advocate role that was specifically on like just training uh, training someone who had potential but maybe didn't have that portfolio. Yeah. Um, it was like the perfect way for me to to slip in. Well, and and, and I love that cuz cuz I feel like and, and I think there are Slack discords specifically for DevRel to find jobs like that. Do you know 
Any resources off the top of your head if people want to look for DevRel jobs? Yeah, that is a good question. Um, there's DevRel Collective and then okay. there's DevRel X, which are two Slack Discord. Okay. Um, if you're black, I got the Black Rel Discord for for black developers for people interested in that. And then there's also a site called DevRelCareers.com. Okay. That's a, um, a good one. And okay. I think Mary Thangball has a newsletter. Okay. Where um, she posts like jobs and stuff like that. I have to awesome. remember the name. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, so let's, so, you know, obviously you, you mentioned, obviously there is, there's a, a you know, black and DevRel, like there's a community around that. Can you talk about, cause, I, cause again, right. Being, being black and DevRel, I'm sure comes maybe with, with some challenges, maybe, maybe with some, maybe with some, some positives as well. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about your experience, um, as a black woman in DevRel and, and, and maybe some, maybe some pros and cons of it that you've experienced? Heck yeah. So it's okay being black in tech in general i will say is a little difficult right mm. um i think at least from my point of view like sure. maybe not every black person sure. but i don't have a lot of people that are my friends or family that are even in tech so i kind of like went into this blindly like i don't know what i'm doing sure. even some family members were like why don't you become a nurse like what oh, is really? what is tech yeah they didn't really understand like what am yeah. i doing I'm like, no, there's money in this, I swear. So there's already <laughs> there's already like a lack of like, what the heck are you doing in this? Sure. Um, and you're just confused as well. And then when you get into the role, at least for me, there was a like as a software engineer, there wasn't that much support for me. Um, there mm. I felt like I was trying to catch up and there was like really high standards and expectations for me meanwhile they were often helping like my peers and i was mm. just like i don't know what i'm doing and it mm. was very much like they didn't make it secretive that they thought i wasn't stepping up to the really point. yeah they were clear <laughs> so that was that was stressful for me and i didn't feel like i had a lot of people that i can like talk to or be like hey can you be my mentor yeah um, going into devrel i actually think the experience is more positive for me i ended up having um a black manager to start with um awesome. his name's brian douglas I think oh yeah he's Vita, awesome. oh Vita. oh dude he's, he's yeah fucking best. i love, I love <laughs> I was, him i was so lucky to have him yeah um, i feel like he gave me a lot of good mentorship on like how that to like, awesome. stand myself. yeah he's great um so that was like a good start for me um but I think I think there are still like some struggles in uh, being black in DevRel. I think there are. I've I've heard um, Corey Weathers talk about this. He's a he's, DevRel he's manager. Awesome too. You know him too. Yeah, yeah. He he works at Author Auth Zero, and he talked about like how DevRel for for black developers is different than for other places or yeah. other other communities, right? Like if you're advocating for developers in Africa, you have to think about like the different struggles they're facing, whether it's like Wi-Fi or whatever, or whatever tools that they're into. Yeah, and then, like, same didn't for, like, think about that. Didn't right, about that. exactly. And I don't even know the African developer struggle because sure. I don't live in Africa. But sure. like, I know like the, maybe the black American um, developer struggle. Sure. Like, hey, here's how I would do this strategy for them. Here's how I would, um, here's the things they'd be interested in. Mm -hmm. But sometimes maybe like, other developer advocates might not understand that strategy. It's like, why are you going to maybe go to render ATL? Like, that's really expensive. What are you getting back from that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, 
So that that in itself is a little bit hard. And then again, representation. You don't there's not a lot of like CTOs or VPs that are black. So it's kind of that or or that are in the DevRel space. Sure. So it's kind of like, what is my next step supposed to be? How do Interesting. I yeah. Interesting. Yeah, like, okay. Who do I talk to? And it can be, I think, I feel, I don't know if it's a self-imposed pressure, but I am more scared to mess up during talks and other things. I feel like people like immediately assume that I don't know what I'm talking about. Like if I write a blog post, mm -hmm. oh, I wrote a blog post the other day. It wasn't even technical. It was just like, I called it the ultimate um, blog post or the ultimate guide for writing technical blog posts. And okay. one of the comments was like, ultimate, I wouldn't listen to this author if I were you, da 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 da. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so there, there could be a lot of pushback. It could be a lot of like nerves on like messing up. And yes, it happens to everybody, but I think it can sometimes happen to black people more. And yeah. it's like, we have to make sure we end up having to make sure like we don't make any mistakes because mm. people are already assuming we're going to mess up. So mm. yeah. Dang. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So talk about, talk about the importance of community with that, right? Cause I'm yeah. sure you've probably, you know, been able to leverage, um, you know, the black DevRel communities. I mean, yeah. talk about what you've learned from maybe black DevRel communities, but also yeah. why it's just so important to be in community. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Being in community is great because you have other people you can relate to. Even when I was a software engineer at first, I thought my experience was just like my own experience. Like I was like, dang, I just suck at coding and like, I'm just doing really bad. Right. <laughs> then I right. talk to other like black developers and they're like, no, I'm having the same experience. I'm like, wait a minute, that's crazy. So it just like gives you like a little bit of like more camaraderie and you get to level set yourself and you're like, oh, maybe it's not me. Um, yeah. But in, in the, like I created Black Row because I was like, yo, we don't have a place to like chat with each other. Um, And I think, the way that some of the people in the community have described it is like this this back door type of thing. I didn't even think of that as being a result of it, but like we can give the deets on like, oh, don't apply to that company. Like they're yeah. not inclusive or whatever. Yeah. Like they're kind of toxic or apply here because like they're hiring. Um, so I think I think that helps because we're able to just look out for each other um, and help each other get different opportunities. Yeah. Well, and I think it's just so important. I, mean, I talk about being being with individuals who have kind of the similar interest, and 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 it, it makes such a huge difference because um, I had an opportunity to actually interview Kevin Klein. He wrote this book right here, sequel in a nutshell. Ooh, it is cool. it is an, is an O'Reilly book. I interviewed him in person. Um, just a small six hundred page intro to sequel. <laughs> um, and he was talking about how it's you need to be with people who can understand the challenges you're going through day in, day out. Because yeah, he goes, what yeah. happens is, is that you can feel so alone. And actually, Rizal, my keynote next month at that conference is you're not alone. Oh, I love that. Because one of the things I continually hear time and time again from you, from everybody in tech, is that, you know what? I thought I was alone yeah. until I started to talk about it. And then all of a sudden, people open up their stories. You're like, holy shit, I'm not crazy. And I just think it's, I just think it's the utmost importance to be with, be in community with individuals who understand what you're going through. Yes, it really is. It's yeah. um, <laughs> so, so let's talk, let's talk about kind of, you know, as we wrap up here last like eight minutes or so, eight, 10 minutes mm -hmm. brand, 
Ooh. The big B word. Yeah. People overthink, in my opinion. Talk, talk about what does brand mean to you? There's no wrong answers here. Just yeah. what is what is brand to you? Yeah. I mean, it's just who you are and how people know you. You know what I mean? It. That's what it is. I put that question because a lot of times, I mean, I didn't really formulate any thoughts around it. But people have asked me, like, oh, how did you, like, develop your brands? I'm like, I don't think I did it with any strategy. <laughs> I was just myself. And I think that, like, if you're just yourself, but, like, also not, like, some people go too far with it. Like, you don't need to have every controversial thought on your Twitter and every, like, no. <laughs> I said, that, that is, is exhausting. So some of y'all, I just can't, can't imagine the exhaustion level that you all have battling everything out on social media. Right. We don't, we don't need to argue every day. But, you know, putting, you don't have to also be a robot. Like, it doesn't have to be like, hello, everyone. I just created this. What I do is like, as I'm learning something, maybe I'll tweet it out. I'd be like, that is so cool that I just learned how to do this with GitHub Copilot or with React or whatever. Mm -hmm. And maybe people think, oh, that's something that she should already know. But I'm like, this is just me learning and growing. And I think what happens when people follow you and they see you learn and grow, they get more and more invested in your journey and they get really excited that you, they're like, oh, sometimes people will message me and they're like, oh, I remember when you were just learning how to like do DynamoDB and now you're a developer advocate at GitHub. So I think that helps people just get invested in your in your journey. And I think building in public and learning in public is part of developing that brand and just be yourself. If you have a little joke to make or whatever that that is appropriate and safe for work, you know, you can do that. <laughs> or if you're Ken Wheeler, you just throw all just throw everything to the wind. Um, Ken so, can do that. <laughs> he's crazy. Um, so, uh, yeah, because I, I talk about brand and, and let me ask you this and, and you can disagree with me. That's totally fine. Um, I think brand is your online reputation. Ooh, wait, I like that better. Yes, it is. Yeah, brand is your online reputation. Right? We talk about reputation, right? My, yeah. my dad, growing up, my dad always says the, the one thing that you have always that you're responsible for throughout your life is your name. Yeah. When people think of Taylor Dessen, what do they think of? And, mm -hmm. and so for me, like that is your reputation, yeah. right? Reputation though, turns into brand online. Yeah. Um, and, and so for me, I, 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 you know, I think people, I think people are challenged with this, especially juniors. So let's talk, kind of go back to the yeah. junior side of things. They're like, well, I don't want to document. I'm not an expert. I don't know what I'm doing. That's like, okay. <laughs> talk about the importance of of documenting even trying to just learn react yeah no i tell a lot of people that even if you're just learning html write that down write yeah. down the process of like whatever you learn you learn how to make a, a button element put that out there because one that's gonna help other people who want to learn whatever you're learning two when hiring managers look you up they're not like, oh, okay, because maybe maybe you passed the coding challenge or whatever. But now they're like, you actually truly took some time to understand what you were doing. So I think that helps as well. Yeah, <laughs> Richie, when I think of Taylor, I think of more. Yeah, that's that's brand. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and because you know, because I, I, you know, I've told people, I said, you create the community that you the you create community around the things you talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, so the way I look at it is like, I, I post a lot about working out and I'm not a fitness guy. I actually hate working out, but the reason why <laughs> I post it, 
is I want to encourage other dads specifically who have kids who have a busy life to be like, Hey, listen, if I can do it, you can do it. Right. Um, and then, you know, we I've developed a community of a few of a few dads on tech Twitter of who work out and all that stuff. Right. So, yeah. So again, and, and, and for, you know, I was talking, I was, I think I was presented on a panel to like a, a software school and I was like, I was like, you can be known as the react guy or girl. Yeah. Even if you just, that's all you post about. Um, And for me, like people are like, well, I don't want to be known for react. I'm just learning it. I go, it doesn't, people aren't, when you're known for something, it doesn't mean you're an expert. You're just like Taylor's the recruiter guy, right? Roselle is, you know, Roselle, right? You know, like, like she's the developer advocate at GitHub, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like whatever, you know. You're in my mind, you're known for putting out some really fucking solid pieces of advice on Twitter. Um, and so again, like, like you want to be able to be known for something and that being known for something can turn into a job. Yeah. And I can give an, an, an example of that for people if they're please, listening. Please. Like when I joined GitHub, I, part of my whole interview was I thought open source was not accessible and I didn't really know, Oh, Hey, Christina. And I didn't really know what open source was. So mm-hmm. Brian made me go all in. BW made me go all in. I was like doing Twitter spaces, inviting people to talk about open source, Twitch streams. I was writing about it. And I was not an expert, but by bringing those people on, I got to learn what open source really was and how to navigate it and better support open source developers. And people started looking at me as someone who knows things about open source. So that's an example. I love that. I love that. All right. Last two minutes here. Let's wrap it up. Quick rapid fire. Um, uh, one, I, this is a random question. What is your favorite summer path? Like, what do you love to do in the summer? Like when it's summer, like, is there an activity? Is there something you love to do? Like, like what's kind of your go-to summer activity that really brings you a lot of joy? I'm at the beach every day when it's the summer. Like, I love it. I don't care. I'm always there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm heading to the beach for the first time in a few years on Friday. I could, oh, could wow. not be more years. excited. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Second question. What tools, technologies okay. are you kind of tinkering with right now that's either new oh, or maybe oh. not necessarily new, but just, just maybe something you're just messing with right now that you want to share? Yeah. I'm tinkering with P5. I want to get more into creative coding. So P5.js, it does like generative art. Sonic Pi does like you, you, the people that like live code music. Like I'm like, how the heck do you do that? Wait, yeah. They like start typing code and music plays. And like I always see EDM. What? I'm like, how do you do it for like R&B and hip hop and reggae? I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah. And like, of course, AI. Sure. That's, one, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. All right. Last question. The show's called Guidance Counselor 2.0 because in middle school, high school, and college, we had guidance counselors. Yeah. Um, but now as adults, we really don't have guidance counselors to talk about career mm-hmm. stuff. What would be your biggest piece of career advice to your younger self? Oh, to my younger self. I wasn't even thinking that. Um, Like young Rizelle getting into tech. Mm-hmm. What, what, would yeah. you, what would you tell I her? would say... I would say stay confident. That's it. There like stay go. confident in what that. you're doing. Yeah, that's it. End the end the story. <laughs> stay confident. We will end there. Um, well, y'all, thank you again for hanging out with us today. We appreciate it, Roselle. Thank you, girl.
Thank you so Thanks much for having me. DMs. Um, stay, stay on after we end so I can say bye to you uh, backstage. But y'all, thank you again. Go connect with Giselle on Twitter. She's a monster in the best way on Twitter. Um, so please go follow her. Um, and if you have any questions about GitHub, obviously feel free to reach out to her. She knows all the tips and tricks. Um, but in the meantime, tomorrow, 9.30 a.m. Central, last live um, before vacation. Very excited about um, it's with my dear friend, um, and he's an engineering manager at Smile Direct Club, Colin Lord. Um, <clears throat> he's fantastic speaker on that conference as well. Um, so we're gonna have a fun time chopping it up. So y'all have a great Tuesday, and we'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace. Hey. hey, you did it. You listened to an entire episode, and I am very grateful because you know why? There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of episodes, and I myself rarely finish an entire episode. So I appreciate you so, so much for listening. Quick reminder, please rate and review this podcast in the app store. I want this to be discoverable to others. And the only way that happens is if you take the time right now and rate and review it, please like right now, unless you're driving, then don't do it. So thank you again. If you need to reach out to me at TDeson on all social media handles, and I hope you have a fantastic day.